Hi, this is Gayatri and welcome to the Enzo Circle. We're a therapeutic reading group where we use bo- books uh, on mental health, well-being, spirituality, wellness, self-contemplation, Buddhism uh, in a therapeutic manner. Uh, we meet every Sunday at 8 p.m. This particular uh, session that you're listening to is an excerpt, edited excerpt uh, from the session on 14th of January 2024. It's a revision as we're doing the wind-up of the 2023 books. Um, so it's a summary of a, of a few chapters in Prima Chodron's When Things Fall Apart. You will not hear the voices of any of the participants uh, whose identities cannot be revealed. since it's a therapeutic group however you are welcome to join us for the live sessions in the interactive sessions you'll find the sign up link on my website and the books that we'll be doing in 2024 include the myth of normals in mind beginner's mind the courage to be disliked don't believe everything you think what makes you not a buddhist po- and poetry pharmacy we begin next week on sunday so do listen in and do join us Chapter twelve. She's talking about uh, growing up. Now, what does she mean by growing up? Especially when we've sort of realized the obstacles and sort of seen the maras in our life. Um, she says, "In my office, there's a scroll with Japanese calligraphy and a painting of Zen master Bodhidharma, who's a fat, grumpy-looking man with bushy eyebrows. And the calligraphy reads, 'Pointing directly at your own heart, you find Buddha.'" Uh, in fact, I just saw a tweet that somebody had put out, um, uh, one of the monks, that said, "You will not find non-differentiation in the world, the unconditioned in the world. You can only find that in your heart." Um, so that kind of like feeds into what she's saying here, pointing directly at your own heart, you find the Buddha. And I think one of the problems and what she means by growing up is there's there's a sort of child like seeking and there's an adolescent seeking uh in which we sort of assume that going into the world we will find what we need it's like you know we we take retreats we go to the himalayas we go on we'll try this we'll try that anybody who offers us a solution we're willing to try it. and there's this growing up phase in which you just it suddenly hits you it's it's not out there you know it's me i've got to just sit down and be peaceful wherever i am and i feel that's what she in essence means when she's talking about uh, this chapter of growing up and um eventually everything that we're studying out in the world every philosophy every ideology every way of being is studying yourself you know and she says maybe the reason there are dharma talks and books is just to encourage us to understand the simple teaching all the wisdom about how we cause ourselves to suffer and all the wisdom about how joyful and vast and uncomplicated our minds are can only be found in our own experience and um so that is essentially what she's saying in this uh chapter and she says sometimes we can lose our sense of humor when we sit with our own minds you know we're very grim we're very determined we take it up like this big sadhana and we use very big big words about this process of self exploration and 
when we lose the joy this is important to understand i feel when we lose the joy we lose our ability to sustain our engagement if you're not enjoying it you're not going to do it for long if it's grim if it's boring if it's all negative if it's just pointing to yourself and blaming yourself for everything you see and trying to improve and a lot of people will for instance come to therapy and say i want to improve myself if you're seeing yourself as a project you need to fix a problem that needs a solution you're not going to enjoy it very much for a long time and you'll do it for a while and then you're like oh my god this is so exhausting it's fine i'm i'm good you know and so along with clear seeing that is seeing the seeing who you are there is also kindness and without kindness towards yourself compassion towards yourself honesty towards yourself <clears throat> you don't really progress okay um so basically kindness she says is a down to earth everyday way to describe the important ingredient that balances out the whole picture and helps us connect with unconditional joy as the vietnamese teacher thich nhat han says suffering is not enough so it is kindness it is compassion towards yourself it is discipline it is honesty it is clarity it is respecting yourself and this, this, these are all part of growing up the joy sort of not seeing solutions as as one sided not seeing yourself as the problem not thinking the solution is out there and something that has to be given to you and this when we start approaching ourselves in this grown up kind of way you know um somewhere seeking a solution outside our, ourselves is also dishonesty because then you're abdicating your role and your responsibility you're saying look okay fine i'm the problem and it's a bit passive aggressive also say okay fine i'm the problem is a solution you know some somebody has to come and give it to you that's that's not mature so the point of growth begins with that growing up where you say okay what can i do to be more honest to be more open to be more kind to be more compassionate and then the healing begins and then that is in itself the solution just that even that it's not what comes because of that even just opening the door in that way to yourself and to the world that itself removes the separation from yourself and the world you know it's not me versus them it's just me and that is a grown up way to approach healing and enlightenment and wisdom and our way in the world so chapter 13 she talks about widening the circle of compassion and it's not really about because we have this idea that compassion is working with those less fortunate than ourselves and however in when we study compassion really we see that compassionate action is a practice and there's nothing more advanced in relating with others um and to communicate with others with a sense of compassion means to have respect 
to have a sense of openness to have a sense of equality and to have a sense of non judgment okay so and what does that mean to have that compassion is to not be caught up in our idea of who people should be or how they should behave or how the situation should turn out so we cannot have compassion where we have judgment you know and being compassionate is difficult it's not easy um you know so, so she gives the example of roshi bernard glassman is a zen teacher in new york who moves into areas of society that he had rejected you know to serve and to work with them and he says that working with the idea of people who you reject is working with the parts of yourself that you reject so this is sort of extending the met- it's not even a metaphor it is very real once you start living it that the world becomes projection of ourselves our minds so there are parts of ourselves that we um when we have the strong resentment or resistance to something in the world we need to look at ourselves and realize that we're resisting from something we're resisting from somewhere and um what that resistance is is what towards ourselves is our resistance in the world and therefore the more we work and in a way that's why the world becomes a solution right because whatever we detest or we resist or we have very very strong emotions towards or what we resent when we start working with them it really is the birth of compassion and i think when we were discussing this in the class we were also talking about <clears throat> how people work in prisons and i i think i gave the example of the um um uh, my psychology teacher who be, who would began the semester by saying would you work with the rapist and we all began by saying no 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 i mean i would just refer you know and then halfway through the semester she would ask us the question again and then it was like okay maybe you know because this is my work and what's the point if i'm and then at the end of it it's like absolutely yes because that is my work in the world you know and i find that that trajectory is very is probably the single most insightful thing i learned out of counseling school because that is the birth of compassion what you detest what you resent what you have resistance to what you judge once you start engaging with it your heart and mind starts opening up and you realize this is what i have to work with you know and it's it's not even an option by the end of it because you realize that's our work in the world it's like you know all the rest of us run away from fire but it's the fireman's job to run towards the fire and if you're going to put on the coat of a fireman and put on the hat and have the paraphernalia you cannot run away from the fire that's an abdication so if you want to put on the garb of somebody who's working towards self awareness 
whether as a therapist or as an individual and say, you know, there is compassion and there is non-judgment and there is space for growth and correction for all of us, no matter who we are and what we've done. You can't then sit and say, there are these people who must not have a chance at redemption. As a therapist, you might be their only chance at redemption. You know, which sounds extremely pompous and, and uh, uh, you know, uh, egoistic. But I don't mean it like, oh, look at me. I'm here. It's not a savior complex. It is that that is the opportunity that has been created, that there is somebody who has come to your door and said, can you help me? Or some somebody who maybe the policeman has forced him to come and receive help or a judge has forced him to come and receive help. And he doesn't see that he has a chance to be another way. And that's your opportunity to use everything you're claiming to have. So why would you not use that opportunity? Right? So that is, you know, um, which, what she's basically saying about widening the circle of compassion. There is no point until it's either judgment or compassion. So she says, Buddhist words such as compassion and emptiness don't mean much until we start cultivating our innate ability simply to be there with pain, with an open heart and the willingness not to instantly try to get ground under our feet. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Enzo Circle. You are listening to an edited excerpt from the live interactive session of our reading group. You can participate and join from anywhere in the world. We meet on Sundays at 8pm and the sign up is via the link on my website www.shamaha.com. Oh.